0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cast Conversations. Um, this is, I think, episode 90. We are, we're Near. in the 10 countdown now to 100, which yep. is insane to me. But as always, I'm joined with the wonderful
1: Philip Swartz. The uh, one-syllable Phil, if you will. Once, we were
0: talking before about uh, our guest, Victoria, today. Sorry, Phil, I took your thunder um i i said that her name was three syllables when victoria is obviously four and i'm three so i learned how to count before the episode
1: (laughs) but anyways yeah we have on victoria today who was very good friends with cinderella as a character performer uh back in her role in her college program victoria we are very happy to have you on
2: i'm happy to be chatting with you guys thanks for having me
1: absolutely um Before we get into like your role and
0: everything, how did you get interested in um, making your way into the company?
2: I've always loved Disney, obviously growing up with like movies and stuff, but my family by no means ever went to the parks. Um, Actually, after Traditions was like my first time in Magic Kingdom, Um, but I just grew up loving the movies. And then I took a leadership class in high school and we studied Be Our Guest, which is like the customer service book for Disney. Um, and then I kind of, it was like transformative because it went from, oh, Disney's a really cool company to, oh, like I would love to work for them someday. So then I just kind of looked into opportunities to make that happen.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Always always good to hear our guests' backstory on how they got their love for Disney. Everybody's got a different story to tell.
2: It's hard not to love.
1: Right, right. It's really,
0: it's really hard not to <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, So you told us before the episode that you went to South Carolina. Uh, University or the University of South Carolina.
2: The real you. Graduated.
1: Congratulations (laughs) to her. Thank you. uh, So I was just wondering what your favorite part about it was.
2: Oh gosh, well I'm from Texas. I'm from Dallas. So going a thousand miles away from home was very different. A whole new state, a whole new experience, a whole new set of friends. Um, So from that standpoint, it couldn't have been better. But just everything I got to experience, got to work for Disney, for BMW. I studied abroad twice. So. Getting it all in as much as I could, I think, but it's hard to look back on one thing. But you can't be SEC football, so maybe. <laughs>
0: <happens>. <laughs> so, Dallas to uh, South Carolina—that's a big switch. What made you want to go to South Carolina?
2: Um, I knew I wanted to major in international business, and their program has been number one in the country for a long time because it requires you to study abroad, minor in a language, pick another major. So that's kind of what led mm-hmm. me. But then I just—I fell in love with the East Coast and like. Being an hour or two away from mountains and beach is like a foreign concept to somebody from Texas where we measure things in hours. So uh, you can't beat that either. And actually trees on campus, that was a new one because no Texas school really has any trees. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful here and fell in love.
0: So you, you mentioned a um, minoring in a, uh, a different language. What language did you minor in?
2: I minored in Spanish. Mm. So, but the funny thing is, I'm starting over because I'm actually engaged to a Brazilian who, um, their family speaks only Portuguese, no English. Uh, so I'm starting over. <laughs> oh.
1: So, where'd where'd you study abroad at?
2: I did a semester in Israel, so like six months um, in Jerusalem, which was a crazy experience, and then I did a two month short program in Spain.
1: Wow, wow, that's really cool. What was your favorite experience from that?
2: Uh, I guess because I was in. Jerusalem for the spring so I got to see Easter weekend like in Jerusalem so got to go at the garden tomb and I got to do the stations of the cross on Good Friday so that was I mean to be there during that time was like surreal so I would say that's amazing
0: and, um, of course we, we'd like to get a little background knowledge about our guests before we have them on. So I had to check through your Instagram and I noticed that you got engaged in February. Congratulations.
2: Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. The That's COVID so has pushed back our wedding, but you know, <laughs> <who's> <laughs> hasn't been pushed back. So,
0: <laughs> right. Um, so you, um, sorry, you mentioned that, uh, Portuguese is his language. So of course, Spanish and Portuguese are like similar, but like not quite like portuguese can understand spanish so are they teaching you like little things along the way as well
2: yes they are and someone explained it to me so well they're like they're kind of cousins but they're like distant cousins and they, like spanish is like a really graceful dolphin and like portuguese is kind of like a confused beluga whale like nothing they really say like makes sounds like it makes a lot of sense it's really <laughs> weird right like,
1: italian
2: and spanish and something else um but it's been <laughs> it's been fun to learn so and then of course like being in quarantine, uh, Rosetta Stone gave like three months free of language, so that's been helpful. Oh wow!
0: But,
2: yeah, highly. That's recommend.
0: cool. So I think when I was in Florida, the only thing that I learned in Portuguese was "obrigado" and "obrigada" mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. "thank you." Is it well, thank you? Are very good.
2: No, no, you're right. Thank you, but if you're a girl, you say "obrigada," and if you're a boy, you say "obrigado." But it's so funny. I'm sure you all have noticed. Being past cast members, the Brazilians like flock to Disney.
0: Yes, so, mm-hmm. seriously. So, so Brazilian no, tour been. groups are always there.
2: Yes. So yeah. he's going to get brainwashed for me even more, but he's already like halfway there just cause he's Brazilian. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, transitioning now into your role at Disney, um, do you want to kind of, uh, take us and our listeners through the process of being a character performer and how you got to land that role?
2: Sure. Well, if you, I guess, stop me if I ramble too much. Um, no. but I guess what started it is, I knew I wanted to do the college program and I knew I wanted to be a character performer, but being in South Carolina, there wasn't, um, very close auditions. Like the closest was Atlanta. Um, but there was one in Dallas ironically, which would have been <laughs> close, except for the fact I was a thousand miles away. Um, and I was like, Oh, that'd be so cool to go. But then I couldn't go cause of school and exams. And then ironically enough, which was not a good thing, but for me, it kind of worked out. There was a hurricane coming and it canceled like four days of school um, so I literally bought a flight ticket to Dallas to audition like 12, 14 hours before the audition. Um, I have no background at all in entertainment and theater and dance. I played soccer my whole life, so I love to be like muddy and running and athletic. So that was mm-hmm. completely foreign territory. Um, but most people when they apply for the college program, they apply for the college program and they're signed a role and then they go to the audition and they try to get character performer. Um, I did it backwards. Yeah. So I really got nervous at the audition because everyone like I got there. And first of all, I showed up in like leggings and tennis shoes. And <laughs> everyone else was like, dance shoes, character shoes, like you could tell they were like graceful, and they could touch their toes. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, <laughs> like, where am I? What's going on? <laughs> um, and then they were all like, what role did you get? What role did you get? And they were so excited sharing what role they had already gotten that they'd been accepted to the program. And I was like oh my gosh, like, were you supposed to apply before you came here? And it was like, oh it, no, it was like late October for that following spring. And so I had no idea. I was so like out of the loop on anything. It was more of just like a, I really want to try this. Um, but I got to the audition and my mom actually drove me and she was waiting in the parking lot and I made it through, I don't even know how, but I made it through the first like dance round. Um, I just, in my head, I kept hearing like the penguins from Madagascar going, just smile and wave, boy, smile and wave. <laughs> so I was like, maybe my feet look horrible, but like, maybe if I'm smiling enough, they won't notice, which there's no way they didn't notice. I'm a pretty awful dancer. Um, But I texted my mom and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, can you keep waiting? Like I've made it through the next round and she was theater major. So this is like the one chance she's ever gotten to live through me. So she was like, oh my God, no, it's fine. Stay like, please like do as best as you can. So then I made it through another round and then there was measurements and then I made it um, to another round and then there was i believe um the it was like halloween time so there was this song where you had to come in and like transform into something and like be really big and so you came in as one Mm. thing and transformed into something else so um the one thing i picked i came in as like kind of like an old decrepit woman like snow white queen type vibes and then like Mm. made a potion really exaggerative and then transformed into like a really pretty like swan type thing
0: oh that's Mm. cool
2: so that was, that was fun. And so I'm like creative like that, but when it comes to dancing no. so maybe that's what saved me. I'm not sure, but then it got to script reading and it was, I just remember so vividly, like it was funny. Cause um they gave me a script to read and I was like well I've been really animated and bubbly this whole time so like maybe that's like what I'll like that's how I'll read and they gave me lines um from Cinderella to read and so I read it like really bubbly and exaggerative and they're like um Mm -hmm. sorry but with Cinderella less is more we're gonna have to ask you to to try again and read it again and I was like oh okay so I'm very much like an Anna personality so being Cinderella was like "Mm." oh okay being friends with Cinderella I'm sorry was like more challenging but um it was, that was kind of how the audition went. And then I I think I felt like I did well. So I I left the building actually, but then I ran back in and talked to one of the casting directors. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. I haven't applied. Like, does that exclude me from this program? Like, I know most people have applied and they're like, no, just do it tonight. So like on my way back on my phone, I was like applying. And then (laughs) um, like two weeks later when I was accepted to the college program, I, at the same time, like was given the character performer role in my acceptance letter
1: wow that's the that's phenomenal that's an amazing journey um very very lucky that's awesome
2: yes so I'm a little uh clumsy but I guess I pulled it together for like three four hours for for once
1: (laughs) so you uh mentioned what you uh acted out for your animation scene what do you remember some other things that other people did
2: I very vividly remember too the casting directors when they were explaining it they I think I'm not sure if this hurt people or not, but they um, they gave a few examples. I noticed a lot of people use those examples, kind of mm. like their own interpretations. But I I tried to do something really different. And the one thing that helped me so much, just having no theater background, they were like, you know, if Mickey Mouse was, was sewing, his needle wouldn't be two inches like ours is. They were like, Mickey Mouse is needle would be you know six feet long and his thread would be moving all over the place and it would be and they like acted that out you know so mm-hmm. I was like okay big is better and like exaggerative and animated so um that advice really helped me kind of make mine and make it big
0: so you also mentioned that you were reading lines was that only in front of the casting directors or was that in yes. front of the okay and I was gonna were... say, that would be amped up anxiety if you oh had to gosh, do it in yes. front of everyone
2: well, I want to say, and every audition is different. I think there was, and I, about two to 300 people there. In the script reading, there was probably only like five or six of us in the room. And they gave us each our, our scripts, our lines, and then had us go off for a little bit. And then we could come back in the room. And it was just like yourself and then the casting directors.
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah, I would, like Jeremy said, I would definitely be uh, nervous for sure.
2: I was definitely nervous, especially after they corrected me and they're like, you're really exaggerative right now. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't even, I don't even know how I'd react because I couldn't even imagine making it past the first stage. That's for sure. So um, I've, I've seen it online
0: and I've had people um, tell me about their friends' experiences and they always talk about a wig fitting. Is that part of the audition process?
2: it wasn't for me. I've been told, and I don't know if like, if you did it in Orlando since they have so much more resources available, I don't know if that'd be Mm -hmm. different. Um, but I've been told they did take pictures after I read my script of my face with an iPad. Um, and I've been told they like computer, I'm going to like say this wrong. Like they computerly (laughs) put wigs on you. Um, Mm -hmm. like digitally put a wig on you. I don't know if that's true. Can't confirm, can't deny. Um, but maybe that's what that was for to answer your question.
1: Yeah, that yeah, that's that a good sense. idea. I mean, I I yeah, I can see them doing that for sure. So, uh before the episode you had told us where all you uh I don't know, where pref- like, were like friends worked. Yeah, yeah, where you were friends with Cinderella at um
2: I <laughs> know <laughs> you're
1: <laughs> But um uh, you want to you want to tell our listeners
2: Sure, so the main places I worked were Princess Fairy Tale Hall in Magic Kingdom and then Cinderella's Royal Table in Magic Kingdom and then Akershus, which is that restaurant inside Norway in Epcot.
0: And so I told them before the show <clears throat> that I had a bit of a story with the Norway <laughs> restaurant. I don't even know how to say it. Um, I, it was my first time in, EPCOT. so I'm, I'm stationed in, uh, or I was stationed in Hollywood Studios <clears throat> and it was my first time in Epcot And I got sent to go take pictures for Belle, who is the spotlight at this restaurant. And so I walk in there. I walk in the front doors because I'm sure there's a backstage way, but the cast members were like, no, it's fine. Just go in the front doors like no one cares. So I went in and I found a waiter and I was like, hey, I'm looking for, (laughs) I was like, hey, I'm looking for Belle. I'm here to take her pictures. And he was like, (laughs) okay, perfect. Um, You're just going to go right down this hallway over there. And then you'll find her past the door and so i was like okay that was a really vague
2: oh, no. like direction
0: <laughs> so i take a left so you go in there you take a left and there's a curtain like a giant curtain and so i walk up there i walk up there and i pull the curtain back and i look behind the curtain and it's just a it's just a wall and then one of the the <laughs> Uh, other waitresses is like can I help you find something I was like I'm looking for Belle and she just starts laughing so hard she's like that's where Belle takes her pictures that's the that's like the wall she takes her pictures at so I just pulled back this curtain that was supposed to be used as like the backdrop looking like expecting to just find Belle back there like I thought it was gonna be this room that like and all these waiters and waitresses and Norwegian are like making fun of me and it was so awful and they walked by, one guy walked by again, He was laughing. He's like, I just want to tell you that that was the funniest thing I've ever seen ever working here. And <laughs> then I went into another room and all the princesses were there ready for me. But oh my gosh. And then I told them, I told Belle, I was like, I just looked for you. And I looked behind this curtain and she's like, oh, Jeremy, bless your heart.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um, you, you got to walk around um, as, uh, during the character dining and then when you were at princess fairy hall you're kind of stationary so did you have a preference of working uh like moving around or being stationary
2: they're just so different and cinderella's royal table is the same thing as with akashash with bell she's like the stationary when you walk in um so it was kind of like all three were a little bit different i don't know if you guys have seen that viral photo slash video of snow white having trying to like excite a little child and the child is like not having it um but that's kind of how dining is a lot of times people are so hungry and it's so hot and they're like very focused on Mm. their meal um so that's very different then I guess people that have chosen to wait in a long line to meet you tend to be more excited um because I feel like people that do dining experiences kind of want to take out two birds with one stone like their kids really want to meet so and so or such princess but they don't want to wait in line. They want to eat at the same time. So it's just a very different crowd. Um, I think the Cinderella Royal Table Shift was one of my favorites because it's like so fun because you can welcome them into her castle and there's little things in the wall. And it's just such a magical thing to be in the castle itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Princess Fairy to Hall was so fun because Cinderella and Elena get to work together. And sometimes you can have fun with that too. So it's it's a little less solo interacting and more with a not all the time with the partner but there's there's few occasions far in between where you can kind of interact with each other and that makes it more fun too.
0: Sure. <clears throat> That's awesome. For sure. So really quickly before we get into all of our experiences, I want to take a quick break um, so we don't miss out on anything hear from the sponsors and then we'll be right back so don't go anywhere. Pause right there. Do you 1 wear clothes? 2 like cast conversations and 3 like supporting small podcasts? Oh my gosh! I've got the offer for you. Head over to Storefrontier slash Cast Conversations, and you're going to be shown some T-shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, and long sleeves, all supporting Cast Conversations. Of course, it's got that classic CC on there with villainized nice colors, and the prices are ranging anywhere from fifteen dollars to twenty-five. So not too expensive, and you're supporting us, which is super awesome. If you're a fan of the show and want to represent Cast Conversations, maybe consider checking it out. If not, no worries. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of today's episode.
1: And we are back. So, Phil, take it away. All right. So uh, you were just talking about the character dining experiences, and I guess so. This question would probably only pertain to when you were in Norway. Uh, did you, did you ever come up on a family when they were eating or like mid mid food chewing at all at all? <laughs> To where it was kind of like awkward and like all right I'm here take a picture of <laughs> Yes yeah,
2: so I would say all the almost every awkward interaction I ever had was definitely the dining experience just cuz they're, so, they're like oh you're here and then they've like you know dad has like mashed potatoes in his mouth and the kids are like, <laughs> oh. get up and then you take a picture with a group and then all of a sudden grandma wants to get in and then they they didn't tell you before you right about you're about to walk off and then they're like oh wait we have 10 books with two broken pins <laughs> <And, laughs>
0: that's you know? so true like <laughs> being photopass I feel that like I'm that just sure. stressed me out <laughs> like <Have you laughs> that brought me back more? say it again
2: have you never appreciated Sharpies more in your life? Oh my gosh.
0: If you if you had nothing else on you, having a Sharpie in your pocket was phenomenal. But
2: well, what like, I don't understand is they sell those expensive overpriced pens in the parks that don't work at all. But then they yeah. really need to use them because it came with the book. So
0: And it's <laughs> annoying because like you can return them, which is good to get a new one. But like, why do they sell bad ones in the first place? That's true. So and then it-
2: Cinderella's signature has a very long line in it. And a lot of times it would stop working halfway through the line. And I would just, mm. my OCD would get so upset. And I'm like, oh, I just ruined this. How, Beautiful. <laughs> how,
1: how hard was that learning a signature?
2: Um, that's part of your training, not, not too complicated. I say you okay. practice a lot.
1: Okay. Uh, that's fair. That makes sense. Um, so, did you ever, was there any time, ever any times where you, food got on you?
2: um maybe gloves
1: Mm, Uh, i can't
2: remember anything really dramatic that ever happened to me um i guess the only thing is when you because we have to kneel for a especially like with princess fairy tale hall you have to kneel Mm -hmm. um, for a child that's below your waist is kind of like the general rule um and you would think they were so i don't mean this like in like a rude way but like they look so cute from above and then you get on your (laughs) kneel and you realize they (laughs) have cheetos on their hands and goldfish on their mouths and their shirt was a little bit covered with stuff. So sometimes you had to like be a little bit careful to not get stuff on you just because you were meeting so many people after that person. But I don't think I ever had like a food mishap accident.
0: Well, and I totally understand what you're saying about the kneeling thing too, because one of the things we're taught in PhotoPass is if anyone's scrunching down in any way, whether they're like doing like the sorority pose or like kneeling down in any way, it's like try and get them to stand up because it just makes the picture look so much better. That's true. Um, I wanted to ask, wait, my question. Oh, okay. So I forgot it that I remembered. So Cinderella is kind of like the head honcho, I feel like. Like you've got <laughs> the castle right on Main Street. like- Ma- that is Magic the, Kingdom is hers. It it, it really is. So Fabulous. do you feel like almost people were the most in awe when they would meet your friend?
2: You know, that that's a good question. I'm so, if I had to be friends with one person during my like short, relatively short time, I'm so glad it was her just because she's in so many, innuendos and references like um as much as I love and my character and my personality is way more similar to like a Rapunzel or an Anna I loved being friends with her because then that way like when I hear be home before midnight or like don't lose a shoe or like you found your prince charming like all these things it just reminds me of her but um I would totally agree with you and it's also she's so her story is so old that like not only did I have really precious moments with children, but they were people that were, you know, because Cinderella came out in 1950. So they were people that were 80, 90 years old coming to me and like, and like crying and sharing their story. So I think she has that special place in a lot of people's hearts, young and old. So that made it really special. And of course, things like the glass slipper challenge, like the marathon running, like they all want to come and meet Cinderella after with their glass slipper medals, um, mm. needing people in the castle. And when Cinderella gets to say, welcome to my castle, like, I think like anything like that makes it so special.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, I can speak on, like, myself. Um, I'm really bad at meeting characters. Like, I, I'm, like, so excited in line that I get up there and I'm like, hi, like, like, (laughs) I, I really do feel like I'm talking, I'm talking to Cinderella when I'm there. And I don't know what it is, because in line, I'm like, "Uh, it's, it's a, it's a person, like, it's a person just like me. But then once you're face to face with them, it's like, I'm, I'm talking to the person that I see on TV.
2: That's how I think a lot of people are, especially little kids you see, cause you can see them waiting in line and they're like, you know, five families back and you can see them jumping up and down and like pointing at you and grinning. And then they get to you and and you ask a simple question and they're like, you know, doe eyed staring at you. They can't answer back. (laughs) So I think that happens to like a lot of people.
0: So, um, you, being a being a prince being friends with a princess you um have a lot of videos and photos taken of you have you ever seen pictures of or videos of your friend on social media
2: yes um i know it's pretty common like after a shift to like hashtag like for example maybe like my shift would end and i would like shortly after like hashtag cinderella hashtag magic kingdom hashtag you know princess fairy tale hall
0: i did that for my pictures i'm sorry (laughs) I would do that for my photo pass pictures.
2: I I know we didn't have the same year as far as college program, but that's exactly like how I would see photos of, of Cinderella, which is just surreal that like other people post those, I guess. It's kind of like weird that you, you know, you don't really know each other. And then um, one time, one of my family friends got a Christmas card and on it, they put a picture of their time at Disney. And um, actually it was, really funny to look at and be like, Oh my gosh, like what a small world. So
0: <laughs> it's like, you know, I know the person on your profile picture. Yes.
2: yes. Yeah. So sometimes that stuff is, is really funny, but it's kind of a fun perk.
0: So um, what would you say the most challenging part of being a performer was?
2: I think just, you know, not, it's kind of, it seems so glamorous and it is and it's so it's not to be corny, but it is so magical and wonderful, but it is also a job. So sometimes, you know, you're not feeling well or, you know, you're in a bad mood and you can't be in a bad mood at all. Like it's a hundred percent smiling and on and in rainbows. And because even if you're not currently with the family, there are families in line watching you and taking pictures. So it's just like 100% on all the time. And I think that might've been the hardest part, um, can just be a little bit exhausting, but it's just a mindset and an attitude.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's for that's sure. Makes sense. Uh, so I, I was kind of curious because I've never actually noticed, does Cinderella in the parks wear glass slippers?
2: Well, <laughs> um, Uh-oh. there's a long story. There's a short story. There's a medium story. Um, yes, she has heels. Um, they're not like the glass slippers. Cause if you remember from the movie, one was broken. So mm-hmm. she technically can't wear both because, okay one was broken and the other one she presented, you know, to the prince. And then that Mm -hmm. was, that was obviously that everyone knows the end of that story. So, but they are designed for her by the fairy godmother and they have kind of like, I'm not going to say like glass, but like a kind of glass-ish heart on the tops. Um, So that, I guess, does that answer your question? But everyone wants to see them all the time, which is kind of fun. And there's actually one of my favorite parts of the dress is, um, it's really hard to tell unless you're like right there on it, but there's like little hidden shoes on the dress, like on the whole, on, like the pattern mm. is basically hidden shoes.
1: Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've, I've not noticed that.
2: It's so small. It's hard to see unless someone's pointing it, pointing at it.
1: Mm. So I guess going off uh, kind of your clothes, how how long would it take you to get ready and prepare?
2: Um, that's kind of counted into your, your clock in time. Um, but. Mm if I had worked there longer, some people that are, um, full-time and aren't on college program, they actually get like a, their costume that is the same one they kind of wear every time and it's waiting for them. So it's a little bit faster of a process, but for me, who was there temporarily and only there for like six months, um, it's kind of like a, I'm like a grocery store aisle, you know, that you go and pick out every piece individually. And it's kind of hard to, mm-hmm. to remember everything. Um, especially cause there's, you know, different parts of the place to go pick things up and have to get the right shoes with the right bag of accessories. Um, and then bringing that all and checking in, in your basics, um, and then going to Cosmo and working all that out. Uh, gosh. So I guess I think it was usually like, an, you're supposed to be there an hour before your first set time. So like, if you were your first set, was at princess fairy to hall at like eight fifteen, then you should be like clocking in at like seven fifteen.
0: 15. Mm. Wow. Okay. Um, and then when I was there, uh, with Cinderella was, um, shoot, I'm going to forget her name. Um, princess Elena. Kinda, Elena. Yeah. Um, who was there when you were, um, at Disney with Cinderella?
2: It was the same. It was, oh, it was, was Elena. So that, that's another challenging part. Cause you know, to keep character integrity, Cinderella doesn't know Spanish, obviously, mm. um, mm-hmm. but I minored in Spanish in college. So I had a lot of um Hispanic families that would be in line to meet Cinderella because Cinderella meets close to Princess Elena. Um and a lot of sometimes they didn't speak English, either barely or, you know, and sometimes my Victoria, I would want to so badly, you know, communicate with right. her. Right. That's, oh, that's, oh, so, that's hard. so hard. That wouldn't be character integrity. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that happen with that. So, but that was sometimes that was like frustrating because I'm like, I can talk to you, but I can't. <laughs>
0: Yeah that's, yeah, that's that's like that's, a weird disconnect where it's like you're so close, but like <laughs> so far away.
2: Right, right. And I've and I think with Princess Elena too, it's it's you know, she's from Avalor, which is a fictitious, you know, place. And so I think they try to avoid a little bit speaking Spanish too, because there's so many different, you know, dialects and accents and it's supposed to not be like you're not supposed to be able to say, Oh, that's a Puerto Rican accent or oh, that's a Cuban accent. It's supposed to be like a fictitious, you know. So I think that's also challenging, I'm sure, for them too.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, I didn't know much about her story, but working with her that one time, I actually learned a lot about like who she is and like how she came to be. And I didn't realize that she's connected to, um, Sophia the first. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, we'll ask one more question then we'll throw it to trivia and our classic Disney questions. So, um, was it hard for you after like clocking out for the day to turn off like princess mode?
2: Yes. Um. <laughs> There was just some words that I, I think I said for a year differently because you know, Cinderella wouldn't ever say photo, she would ask for a portrait because it's, you know, she's mm-hmm. from a different mm-hmm. time. So I think for for like maybe a year after I always said, Do You want to take a portrait together? Like with my friends. <laughs> that was kind of one thing that stuck around or um certain poses, like I couldn't I couldn't just stand for a photo. Um, I think I built great cheek muscles because, believe it or not, it's so hard to smile for that long.
0: <laughs> right, um, I can only so, imagine. Yeah. Yes.
2: Little things like that, I guess, were funny. I
0: I just recently, like, my body is slowly starting to remove the two finger point. Like, oh, that's. I <laughs> I think it's I think it's gone now. I'm a, I was a tour guide at my university, and when I would point to things, always, yeah, isn't that so? Isn't it so fun? Um, <laughs> I but always two finger point. And like, I think slowly now, since I've been gone a year or over a year now, it's going away, but like things like that, it's, I feel like people don't understand how hard it is to break something that you do so much every day. Mm-hmm.
2: That's true. But those are good habits to have.
0: They are good. habits. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. habits. Um, so we're going to throw it to some trivia. Um, as the listeners know, trivia tends to be pretty hard. Um, I don't know how well, hard these aren't too bad. Start
1: first one, especially pretty easy. Starting off easy. So
0: let's let's start it off, Phil. What
1: what was that, Victoria?
2: I'm so nervous to get them wrong. (laughs) I'll
0: be honest, I wouldn't get any of these right.
1: Okay, (laughs) off the top of my head, I wouldn't even get this first one right. But I've I've got high hopes. I I think you'll know it. I think you got it. So ready. What is the name of Cinderella's stepmother?
2: Lady Tremaine.
1: Okay. You got it.
2: I'm so nervous for these.
1: Getting a little harder now. Uh, what is Gus the Mouse's actual first name?
2: It's just Gus, isn't it?
1: It is. So uh, that's that's what I thought as well. I was like, I didn't know he had an actual other first name. But I guess, so there's actually a back backstory to it. But when she first sees him, she says she's going to call him Octavius, but Gus for short.
2: Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. I, can't...
1: Um, I, I got a little worried because we have. There, I guess the backstory behind that, it's, <laughs> we, we've been wrong before. <laughs> we, we have been wrong before. Yeah.
2: Well, I know a lot of people think his name is Gus Gus, but that's because Jack or Jacques, he always like, repeats everything. So he calls like, he's like Jack Jack and Gus Gus. So a lot mm-hmm. of people think his name is Gus Gus. So I thought that's why you were asking me like, as a trick. And I'm like, it's just Gus. It's not Gus Gus. But mm-hmm. I, I do know what you're talking about now.
1: So yeah, in the in the backstory, the uh it was a joke amongst the writers, um, because Gus is actually short for Augustus, and in ancient Rome, Octavius was renamed Augustus when he became Caesar. So
2: Well that's involved. I did not know that. Thank you yeah, for that was, it. Yeah, that
1: was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole big thing, but yeah, wow. a little backstory.
0: And then our final trivia question, which country does Cinderella take place in?
2: I feel like you're trying to trick me because in training, she doesn't really come from a country. Um, that was kind of a whole thing. It's technically France.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's what we have. <laughs> like,
2: I know, I remember in training, because the beginning kind of opens up with like that storybook and it's like a kingdom far, far away. And since it never really, I mean like Belle, you can't miss Belle is from France. Like the movie starts off right. on the you know, right. but Cinderella has subtle references to it. Um, but in the beginning, it doesn't say it just as a kingdom far, far away. So I know that was supposed to be like my official answer. So I do not know if you were trying to trick <laughs> me again. Ooh, but that, that's,
0: a, that's a good trick question for the future, though, because Phil <laughs> and I are a one trick pony. We have a we have a one trick uh, question <laughs> that we always use. If we have a cast member that works in Frontierland, we go, OK, if you're standing at Picosville, where's the nearest restroom and they're always like uh oh, near pirates of the caribbean and we're like ha got you it's inside pecos bill <laughs> that's like the big question we always Wait, ask and mean?
2: i would have gotten that wrong too
0: it's it's our only trick question that's like the one <laughs> we're, we're a one trick pony we we always feel like we're so funny after that but then we talked about it we like we're like i feel like we i feel like they think we're making fun of them which we're not um but, i'm sure um anyway uh, so, we'll throw to our classic Disney questions. I'm interested to see how you answer these. Based yeah. On your yeah. Role. So, we'll start out with question one your top three favorite Disney movies.
2: Okay. Obviously, for sentimental reasons, I can't not give my girl a shout out. So, Cinderella, both the old and the <laughs> new. I love the live action. Um, trying to learn the dance for my wedding, but we're a mm. long distance. So, doing it over Skype is hard. Um, oh, that's cool. Yes. So obviously, I have to give it that. And then my second would be Finding Nemo because I could watch that thing over and over again and never get tired of it like ever. Um, And my third, because we have a lot of like funny family references to it is Emperor's New Groove, which I feel like is a little bit out there. but
0: Mm -hmm. That doesn't get mentioned as much as I thought it would. No. Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, I agree. Um, So I forgot to ask this earlier. When you were picking your wedding dress, do you think that part of you found inspiration through Cinderella?
2: That's funny. Mm. I, I knew 100% in my heart it was going to be a ball gown. I just knew it, and I could see it. And I like refused to like. I was like, I want a ball gown. I was like the number one style. I don't want to try on. Like, don't even show it to me. I said it nice. <laughs> for them. I'm not a mean person. Um, but I was like, was mermaid. And she was like, you never know. Like brides come in here wanting one thing and expect another. And you know, I felt like I knew from the past I did look good in ball gowns. But then the ones I tried on, I was like, this just does. This isn't for me. Like I'm a little shorter. Like I'm like five five. Well. My I think my official Disney height was by four, um, which has another story. But um, (laughs) I ended up getting a mermaid, so that was just completely different than Mm. I came getting the one thing I didn't want to get. And the funny thing too is my dad actually picked it out, which I feel like no one ever hears of that. It's usually mom or sister or whatever. But I had like a top. I tried on probably fifteen, and all the top four I tried on, they were all picked out by him. And then the one I got was the one he picked out. So kind of funny.
1: Hmm. That, uh, that's interesting. That is funny. That's cool. So moving on to our second question, uh, you're kind of in the same boat as our special 100th guest. Um,
2: oh my gosh, I know, I think, wait, okay, I'm not going to guess, go ahead.
1: We we can tell you after the episode.
2: Oh yay, okay.
1: Um, <laughs> But uh, I put a pretty good hint in there. Yeah, you you so. did. Uh, but anyways, so because he he also in in some way as a character uh but who is your favorite disney character
2: okay um besides maybe besides cinderella for again sentimental reasons <laughs> um gosh i don't know probably like cusco or yzma because they're just so funny
0: Yeah, they're I, very out there they're I, not like, like, I like i like disney movie oh say that again
2: i don't feel like they're a typical disney movie
0: No, I agree. Like, sometimes I forget that they're even Disney. I would agree. Right. Um, And then I've got a special question for you next, and I I would love to hear (laughs) the answer that I, I know Phil and I want. Who is your favorite Disney princess?
2: oh well (laughs) okay this is gonna be shocking but cinderella (laughs) actually though growing up by far it was jasmine and i was her for like three halloweens in a row and i have blonde Mm. hair i wore like a black wig i did the whole shebang so i think i love to travel it's like a big passion of mine and so i think like her like wanting to get out and like see the world i was like yes but jasmine and cinderella are definitely in my heart
1: that's
0: cool that is cool uh
1: and then your top two Disney songs.
2: You can't do that to me.
0: <laughs> it's the hard it's the hard it's the hardest question.
1: It's kind of funny how often uh, that is the reaction. Yeah. Yeah, you you can't do that to me.
2: Well, what mood am I in? I'm just kidding. Um, exactly, exactly. I love villain songs, I do, but
1: mm.
2: if I ever need to get anything done, I put on happily ever after and I say, okay, no distractions for 18 minutes, and that's been <laughs> And when I'm, what, whenever I take a road trip, if I'm like 20 minutes away, that's what I play. Um, what's your
0: favorite part of it?
2: Is all of it possible? I don't, well, <laughs> I like the, oh gosh, I don't know. I like all of it. I like like the end when it gets like really sentimental and it's like you're more than what you've become and it's like all this like tear mm. and you cry every time. Um, so I like all that part, and then actually, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I love the Hunchback of Notre Dame. That okay, you know what? I take it back. My favorite character is Esmeralda because she's a queen. Um, <laughs> but I love the part that the Hunchback has, and I thought that was a unique ad, and he doesn't get a lot of attention in the part. So I'd probably say that.
1: I agree. I was very, I I really do like that movie, and I was very surprised to see how much of a part in that show that he got. You got
2: a good chunk, yeah. Mm-hmm
1: and then I forgot uh, your question
2: uh, now uh, well, oh the songs.
1: the songs <laughs> oh
2: my gosh um well anything from the cinderella soundtrack makes me cry so all of those and then anything from tangled anything from mulan anything from princess and the frog like literally anything i'm sorry that's not the question i can't pick i love them all No,
0: that's <laughs> it's a really hard question we we kind of don't expect one answer so um yeah that's totally fine um, i can
2: go the distance was the last song i played for um Finishing my marathon, so that's special.
0: Hey, congratulations! That's a big accomplishment. Um, so then, our final question and our favorite one is: What ride in Disney World, Disneyland, any of the Disneys, do you think has the best queue? So we always just say like, if it means it's got the best things to look at, it's the shortest. However, you want to justify it as the best queue.
2: The most convenient cue for me is always Pirates because it's always hot and then it's like cold and dark and it's such a nice contrast.
0: And then it smells, mm. good.
2: And oh, then it smells the good. And then it smells good. And you smell those candles <laughs> smell like that. And then my roommate and I who got really close, she worked at Pirates. And so that has good memory for me. Um, but other than that, favorite cue, I love Avatar because I think the outside part is like really cool and very photographic. Pho- I'm going to mess this, up, picturesque. Like it's very, mm. like when you're standing Port out. for desk. There. Port, yes, there you go. <laughs> um, so probably probably those, but none of obviously Disney doesn't do a bad cue.
0: No, yeah, they they do it right. Um, so with that, that'll that'll wrap up the episode. Victoria, we wanted to thank you so much for being on. This was this was really awesome. I'm glad we were able to make it work.
2: Well, thank you guys for having me. I had fun.
0: Absolutely. Our listeners, if you didn't enjoy this episode, you're wrong. Um <laughs> Well, I I hope that we can get you on again. This was, I know you have so many more stories that we didn't cover. So um, we'd love to have you on again. Maybe we can work something out for the future. Um, We have season two wrapping up really soon, 10 more episodes, and then we'll start up with season three. So um, to our listeners, we'll talk to you very soon. And we hope that you have a good rest of your day. Bye, everyone.